Gittin Perktes Mishnaches nine eight. More on different ways in which um, Gittin should be signed. It says Getchik Savo Ivris. If the get was written in Hebrew language, Ve'edav Yavanis, but the witnesses signed in a foreign language like Greek, or Yavanis, or if the get itself had been written in the foreign language like Greek, Ve'edav Ivris, and the witnesses then signed in a different language Hebrew, that's going to be okay. Um, in both cases. Similarly, Eid Echad Ivri, Veid Echad Yavani, if the two witnesses sign and one signs in Hebrew and one signs in Greek or English, whatever the story is, that's also going to be okay. Um, all these cases, it's fine. But what cannot happen, um, even with the Evid, is to have the get written itself in two languages, half the get in language one and then the other half in language two. That's no good. Um, all this says, so even though we're saying here that a get could be written in any language, like Greek or English or something. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that our minigas become universally to write it in Aramaic, in Ksav Ashuri, the same kind of font that's used for our, you know, Sifrei Torah, etc. And that's the proper way to do it, and one uh, should not do it any other way, unless we're talking about a situation of maybe an Aguna or some other kind of pressing circumstance. Okay. Ksav Sofer Ve'ed, if the people who signed it, instead of usually it's, you know, person A does the writing, he's the sofer, then person B and person C do the signing as the two witnesses. If instead we have uh, person A doing the writing as the sofer and signing as one of the adim, and a second person, Mr. B, signs the second witness, so then it says the Mishnah Kasher, because ultimately you have two witnesses, the sofer could be a witness. Um, the Chedish here is basically that we are, you might have been concerned that um, this wasn't following the instructions, since it's irregular. We might have thought something unusual has happened, and like the sofa wasn't following instructions, or a different witness had been instructed to sign, but didn't, and so on. But the point of the mission here is we're not concerned for that. Um, Lahalacha, uh, we don't have the sofa do the signing. It should be two separate witnesses. Now, as far as how the witnesses sign. So really, ideally, what's supposed to happen, and this is the Shulchan Paskins, a person should sign his first name, Ben, his father's name, and then put the word Aid, witness. So it would be like, for example, you know, Avraham Ben Terach, Aid. Um, the the, uh, pers- the reason for the word Aid is to confirm this person was signing in the function of being a witness, as opposed to, you know, as opposed to uh, just signing his name on something. And the reason why we want the full name, first son of the father, is so we can have an easy time of finding out the signatory if we need to track him down. Okay? So our mission here says, well, that's true. The mission says, Ish ploni aid. If a person said just his first name, he just says, you know, Moshe, aid. So that will be kosher. That says the Mishnah kosher. It's kosher the evan Because the point is, we know who this Moshe is, assuming we do, and we have the word aid, so we confirm he wrote it in the con- capacity of being a witness, so that's going to be okay the evan Similarly, if he says, Ben Ish Ploni, aid, if he writes, his name is Moshe Ben Amram, but he writes just Ben Amram, aid, again, signing Ben Amram is sufficient, if we know who this person is, and we can recognize by his handwriting which of, which of Avram's children this is, that's going to be okay, therefore, Bidi Evid. Again, as long as he puts the word aid after his name, to confirm he wrote in the capacity of acting as an aid. Ishploni ben Ishploni, Vlokasav aid, Kasher. Similarly, if a person wrote 
you know, Moshe ben Amram, and then instead of, he didn't put the word Aid after his name. Still, we can assume, at least after the fact, that he's writing his name formally, first name, son of father's name, uh, which is a formal act, and therefore we see he's writing in a formal capacity, presumably to function as an aid to what he's writing on directly, you know, signing on directly about what he wrote. And just comments the Mishnah, that in fact is how the people who were especially of clear mind in Yerushalayim in the time of the Mishnah would sign their names, meaning they wouldn't put the word aid after their name, they just put first name, son of father's name. And the idea being here that those people who were um, making such efforts to have like, you know, pristine minds um, wouldn't want it to be clouded with any extra single thought or using even one extra word. And therefore, since the word aid is not absolutely essential, therefore they would write the first name, son of last name, and that's that. Well, like I told you, the Shulchan Aruch says, you should put first name, son of last name, aid. Now, the mission goes to a different topic here, although you don't see it at first. It's like a new paragraph. Now we're talking about not the way that the names of the witnesses should be memorialized in the contract, but rather the names of the husband or the wife who are getting divorced. So, again, the way to do it normally should be, as you see earlier in the Masechta, and the eighth parak, all his names, it should be, you know, it should say his name is Moshe ben Amram, just speak out in full. If he has multiple names, you should mention all the names. We should identify where he's from and so on. But the mission here has the possibility that people, instead of being identified by their father, um, they're being identified by, like, I'll call it a last name, a surname, a family name. And that's called Chanicha uh, in the Mishnah here. So, you know, they had they had, they had had family names they would identify themselves with. So the Mishnah here says, Kasav Chanicha So, if he's identified by his first name and then his family name as opposed to his father's name, or Vachanichasa, or her, the wife, is being referenced not by her full, I'll call it legal name, like meaning referencing her father, but rather her family name, since it's clear who we're talking about. Therefore, uh, Kasher, after the fact, it's going to be okay, says the Mishnah. Um, in all of those cases, I just want to speak out, you know, in the case of the witnesses, the first part, since we pass in Eide Masira, Karsi, as long as you have a situation which you have Eide Masira, so then it doesn't really matter how the witness assigned it, the get is going to be kosher, but the Yevit. Okay? Now, as far as the Lemaisa of how to write names, Bismanazai with people's names and their nicknames and their family names, Lemaisa that's a little beyond the scope of, of this Mishnah, but anyways, the name has to be full and clear, all the names have to be full and clear, so we know for sure exactly who we're talking about. Okay, now the mission lapses to a, another topic altogether. This is a very important topic, and it's far-reaching ramifications, so again, it'll have to be pretty limited in the scope of saying what's the halakha lamaisa. But the principle of the mission is as follows. When a husband divorces his wife, he has to do it based on his own volition. He has to want to divorce his wife. He has to be writing it lishma. He has to instruct someone to write on his behalf, and so on, to give on his behalf if he's not giving it himself. Okay, we learned that all before the Masechta. Now, there are scenarios in which a husband is required, al-pidin, he's required, according to Jewish law, to give a get. And the bezin could pask in that. So, for example, if the wife had an affair or the husband's taken up a job which makes him, you know, stink and is repulsive or whatever the story is. He's not living up to obligations in the So there are grounds for divorce where the woman could take her husband to bezin and say, listen, we need to get divorced. And the bezin says, you're right, you need to get divorced. So at that point, the bezin could pask in that he has to divorce her, but still, they need him to say, yes, write my wife a get, yes, give my wife a get. Um, and if he doesn't say those things, they can't do it. So our mission is considering um, the possibility that we would force the husband under duress to agree 
to have a get written. So the point of our mission is going to be that if he gives it under duress, but it's a situation in which Alpidin from the Bezdin, which is Paschali, must give the get, and he's being forced to do so, we'll say that anyways, that is a kosher get. And the reason why is because there's a principle that a Jew really wants to do the right thing. And okay, this Jew who's being vindictive and terrible to his wife is in the clutches of the Sahara, but when we twist his arm really hard, we get we get control of the Yitzhara, we bring him back to his senses enough to say, yes, Rotsa Ani, he says, yes, I really want to give a get. And we'll consider that to be uh, a real expression of his true inner Jew doing the wanting to do the right thing, so that will be acceptable. Okay, that's the Rabbim explains it, and uh, that's how we're going to go with it over here. So the point is, um, as long as he is acting based on the Pesach of a Bezdin, um, that's how he's being forced into it, then it's going to be kosher. If not, then not. So the Mishnah's first words say, sorry, and a get which is um, given under duress is called a get mu'use, from the word ose, like to do or make, like it was made, he was made to do it. Okay? So in Common parlance, like, you know, regular 21st century legal Jewish jargon, a get mu'usa, a get mu'usa is, a, is an invalid get, okay? But the Mishnah will say that it could be valid, okay? The point is, it depends who it was and under what conditions he was forced to give it. So the Mishnah says, get mu'usa bi Yisrael. If a get was forced out of a husband, but it was done, here it says bi Yisrael. What it means is, after the psak of a Jewish bezdin, Yisrael, a Jewish Bezdin, said he must give it. So then, kosher. The fact that it was he was forced to give it by having his arm twisted, or you know, they hit him with sticks, so he said, yes, Rotsani. Okay, he's conforming with the Bezdin, like I said before, and that's going to be a kosher get. Uva Goyim, however, if the get was not forced out of him based on the Pesach of a Bezdin, rather like a Gentile court, okay, like we have these issues today, really, in, in, in uh, certainly in, in America, um, so the if the wife essentially forces him to give a get through her actions, she takes to the, the, the non-Bezdin court. So then puzzle that gets not acceptable. It's actually puzzle Madoraisa. Um, even if after the fact he says, you know what, I'm really glad I gave it or I wanted to give it, it doesn't matter. If he was forced to give it by them, you know, putting him under pressure until uh, he says, yes, I want to relieve that pressure and I'm agreeing to it. So then that is a get puzzle Madoraisa, not binding at all. Um, and you have to give it again. And if the wife would get married under such considerations, even conditions, even if he said, I meant to give it, I wanted to give it, too bad, she's an H.S.I.S.H. and all the rest of it. Um, all that said, uh, even if he gives a get puzzle like that, she becomes forbidden to marry a, uh, a Cohen. let's say if the husband you know, was struck by lightning after that point, um, because of Midrabanan, we're concerned of people getting confused. However, says the Mishnah, if the husband who's refuses to give the get, but the Bezin said he must, and the Bezin employed Gentiles to act as their, as their occult their agents uh, to force him, and they beat him up, and they, he says to them, excuse me, they say to him, says the Mishnah, if the Bezin hires a bunch of Gentiles to rough this guy up, to agree to give a get, that's okay. Um, so the reason why the mission doesn't say they're acting as the Bezdin Shaliach agents in the technical term, and non-Jew cannot function as a Shaliach for a Jew or a Bezdin. So the point is, they're acting in the non-legal sense. They're acting as, you know, on behalf of the Bezdin. Not because you need to have Shalichim per se, but just the Bezdin um, needs people who are who have the sticks. So they go to the Gentile people who have the sticks and 
get them to force the Jew, and they, the Gentiles say to the Jew, the Bezin said, you better do what the Bezin said. And he says, okay, I want it, then that's going to be kosher. And the word vakasher actually is a little, would mean, and the get is kosher. Uh, their gear cells so don't include that last expression in there or not. Uh, but either way, it doesn't make a difference. The point is, as long as he is acting based on a psak of a bezdin, um, even if he's acting on a duress, the time he agrees to give the get, that's going to be a binding get, midoraisa, and, um, and that's that.